Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another edition of the Game of Thrones podcast, uh, Seven Minutes in Westeros from Ohio.com. Uh, my name is Joe Thomas. I'm a deputy Metro editor at the Akron Beacon Journal. And this week we're joined by Scott Schreiner, who is a senior copy editor for our uh, Kent public publications at Gatehouse Media Ohio. Welcome, Scott. Hey, great to be here, Joe. Talking uh, Game of Thrones. Lots to talk about this week, obviously. Last night being the long night, the Battle of Winterfell. And uh, I'm going to go right to you, Scott, and ask, uh, what was your take on last night's big episode? We'll talk about a lot to unpack. Um, you know, my first thought about this is I just don't think we've ever seen anything like this battle-wise. Certainly not on Game of Thrones, which is known for a lot of big battles, or possibly even on television uh, in general. It's, it, it was. I thought I'd seen hopeless battles depicted before, but this was this was sort of like Saving Private Ryan level. Uh, pandemonium um, with all these uh, characters just uh, fighting to defend Winterfell um, from the Night King, which is a battle that's been coming for essentially, you know, the entire decade that this show has been on. We've kind of been building up to this. Um, and it's been, it was quite a quite a ride last night. I, I feel like I need to see this episode about two more times before I can really digest everything. Um, but but certainly one of the, the biggest takes, and I guess we can we need to say that we're going to give spoilers if you haven't seen the episode. <laughs> but um, you know, the, the the biggest takeaway is uh, for me is that we are now in a position where we have apparently uh, defeated the White Walkers, and now the second half of this final season of this show is apparently going to be moving on to um, you know the the politics. Uh, the, the the big war against Cersei at King's Landing. The end game, if you will, to borrow from another the end game. Uh, <laughs> to borrow from another yeah. franchise that was also popular this weekend. This was a big weekend for for the geeks. <laughs> um, obviously, we had Melisandre starting the episode off, uh, appearing again after a long absence, and um, evidently bringing yeah. with her some kind of magic that was going to help them in the battle. Um, she turns all these Dothraki swords to fire, um, which is an, an, an amazing. And then she builds this fire shield around the uh, around Winterfell, um, both of which seem to be great ideas and, and definitely helps for a while. And then eventually, uh, you know, this this Night King army though just continued to rampage through everything. Right, <laughs> just, just like all of the other magic that the Red Priestess has practiced, it's big and cool in the beginning, but it always seems to have some mixed results. And, um, and that's a great way to say it. <laughs> and and she comes with a prophecy that she will not um, live through the night, um, which we find out turns out to be correct. Um, and there's also oh, that interesting connection with Arya that, that we saw her make, um, which was pretty yes. cool. 
Yeah, Arya, of course, her big uh, moment at the end of the uh, episode might be in an, in an episode which contains a lot of things that people are going to be talking about. Arya's defeat of the Night King at the end, um, out of the blue, is probably the, the single biggest moment for me. Um, and, and you're right, Melisandre had predicted that um, kind of in a vague enough way that most people, I think, had forgotten about it until we were reminded of that prophecy last night. It was several seasons ago, but um, it was it was an amazing moment. Then, you know, wh- one question I have for you, did you I, just about the cinematography, I, I I thought the episode was very dark, and I think that, I mean, the whole battle takes place at night, and I thought that that was very effective. I honestly wasn't sure at certain points if it was, if we were meant to to be kind of in the dark, so to speak, about what was going on, and or or if it was just that the cinematography was too dark to follow. You know, on social media, that was one of the big complaints I noticed last night was how dark it was. But it, it, as you said, it seemed a little bit appropriate given the circumstances. At some points, yeah. I was actually surprised that it wasn't more blizzard-like, considering winter is here and we're dealing with the White Walkers, and they could bring in all manner of of battle tactic, um, natural and supernatural, uh, against Winterfell, and yet they did not. So I think there were some challenges to shooting this episode. Um, real quick, one of the oh, other man. things that was was uh, hot on social media last night, people were surprised that the death toll was not higher than it was and that more main characters were not taken out. Uh, spend a little bit yeah. of time on that, Scott. Yes, um, so the death toll, if I have got this right, our, our death toll last night was, aside from the Night King, who was the big baddie who died, we, we lost Jorah Mormont, we lost Theon Greyjoy, we lost Brianna Mormont, we lost uh, Dolores Ed, who died saving Sam, lost Beric Dondarrion, uh, who made a crucial save of Arya so she could then, um, you know, win the battle at the end, and then we also lost Melisandre, the Red Woman, and yeah, I think um, I know that there was a whole lot of talk before this episode aired about how many characters we were possibly going to lose. Um, I thought that this was about right, though, from what I was predicting beforehand, because I know that we've still got, you know, the nature of this uh, episode and, and the nature of this season is that we've still got half of it left, so I knew that we needed to have a lot of major players in play um, to finish out the season, and it was very notable to me that certain really important characters like Jamie Lannister and Brienne of Tarth and and uh, a few others were barely really seen in this episode. Just uh, you know, seen a couple of brief times when they're fighting um, this crazy army. But um, I, I think that the people that we didn't see a lot and the people that lived through it are probably still in play because they have major roles to play or some sort of emotional through line that still needs to be completed you know okay we're at the seven minute mark real quick scott um your big winner for the week oh big winner had to be Arya stark who i've always said from the beginning that this show i hope it just ends up to be the origin of Arya stark she killed the night king she was amazing um and uh she, she's a big winner no question 
Um, and it, should we even ask Biggest Loser, or does the Night King answer I, that I for us? We, I think we need to. I, and i got to say, as much as I love him, as much as we all love him, I thought the loser last night was Jon Snow or Egan Targaryen. Um, I mean, he sort of he was sort of out of play a lot of the time um, in that big snowstorm with the dragons. I wasn't sure if they lost a dragon, by the way. But, you know, he had that moment where it looked like he was going to, he's charging toward the Night King, and the Night King is about to, you know, be taken out. And then before John can get there to take him out, all these Army of the Dead or, or new members of the Army of the Dead are raised, and John doesn't do it. So, love you, John, but you lost this week. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks, Scott. Uh, we had bonus minutes in last night's episode, so we'll give ourselves this bonus minute uh, for our Seven Minutes podcast. Um, as we're rolling over eight. Um, hey, thank you very much, and stay tuned this season for more of our uh, Game of Thrones podcast. Thanks, everyone.